Hello, and welcome to Public Intellectual. Just a note before this week's podcast that through 2018, we'll be bringing back the Daphne Awards, something I used to run when Bookslet was still in operation, on Public Intellectual. Created when I was drunk and angry and watching the Academy Awards, we decided to take a look at what books were being awarded with Pulitzers and National Book Awards 50 years ago, which white men, and a small handful of women, were being canonized, and which important experimental and radical works were being ignored and derided. Through the year, I'll be discussing these books with various guests, and there will be bonus material and discussions for our Patreon supporters. So if you would like to join in the conversation, or if you would simply like to help support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash public intellectual. I got into an argument with a woman over a throwaway line in my feminist manifesto. I had said something about how women are still taking pole dancing classes and pretending it's because it's a good workout. What do I have against pole dancing classes, she wanted to know. She takes pole dancing classes because it puts her in touch with divine femininity and her inner goddess. Why, I wondered, is it that when someone has an inner goddess, it's always one of the really sexy ones? Give me a hag goddess any day of the fucking year. I can manage to find my way toward divinity without grinding my hips. Which is to say, Paul Verhoeven's movie, Showgirls, is the most important documentary of the 20th century. Yes, it is universally derided. Yes, it is hyper-real and absolutely insane. But compared to what Las Vegas is actually like, and commodified sexuality in our times is actually like, it starts to look like journalism. Joining me for this important discussion about this important film is Anne Ishii, a writer and translator and producer of erotic gay manga. It's really early in the morning, and we're going to talk about Showgirls. Yes. Um, and the first time I watched Showgirls, I think I had to be drunk to get to get through it. <laughs> um, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of um, uh, sparkling rosé. Uh, sparkling rosé. Yeah. Which, as I noticed on the screen, that was what they were drinking the whole time. Right. Uh, so then I felt. Like we were in, uh-huh. in tune with one another. We, wow. the, the movie and myself were merging. Do you call that diegetic drinking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we both watched it last night. Um, yep. How, how many times have you seen it before? Twice. Once on purpose. Like, I want to watch this movie everybody's been talking about, but not in theater, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even on... VHS? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, not when it first came out, but not so long after it that it was 
that I could rip it online or whatever. Um, and then I then the second time I saw it, it was just casually on TV. Like I think it was actually on basic cable possibly even <laughs> or like maybe basic cable in Turkey or something weird like that mm-hmm. where it just happened to be on TV and I was watching it and I, I find it remarkable only because you know they had to CG a bikini top on all the topless scenes and That's... probably bikini bottoms too in some of the scenes yeah um which is hilarious like especially for CG bikini technology at the time, <laughs> which was really rudimentary, like just a step above MS Paint. Yeah. So, yeah. And then last night, but last night's the only time I watched it all the way to the very, very end. And then even saw the DVD featurettes. I bought the DVD, <laughs> by the way. And the DVD looks amazing. Although they got rid of that, the, the did, iconic, the kind of iconic movie poster. Yeah. The, the like, you know, the super avant-garde looking modern black with the sliver of her body. Now it looks like a Mariah Carey album. It's like... Why? It Why is they... very Mariah Carey albumish, yeah. and her nipples are missing from her breasts, oh, which no. is creepy. Cancer. <laughs> oh, poor Elizabeth Berkeley. No me. Yeah, no me. <laughs> poor no me. Um, yeah, man. Okay, this movie. Um, yeah. I remember it coming out because I was what sixteen years old, and it was a scandal. Right? It was mm-hmm. a giant scandal. Uh, left the theaters immediately. Yes. It was not even in the theaters, most theaters, because right. it was NC-17. I don't right. think it even came within, like, uh, a couple hours of my house, because, you know, Kansas. Um, <laughs> we have morals there, unlike no. some people, some <laughs> Dutch filmmakers. Um, yeah, and then it was, and then it was the thing to try to get a hold of on Laserdisc. Oh my God, Laserdisc! Laserdisc, and apparently that's where it made all of its money back was was Laserdisc. Yeah, um, and it won all the Razzies that year, and everyone has tried to distance themselves from the film. Yeah, except for um, Gina Gershon. Yes, yes, I. I caught a whiff of that. I didn't do the deep dive research, but on wikipedia.org slash en, I actually found out that Verhoeven was one of the only directors to personally accept his Razzie, right? Yeah. Um, so, and then that this is actually MGM's, one of MGM's top 20 highest grossing films from just sales of in-home versions including this 999 DVD I bought at Barnes & Noble <laughs> that's yesterday. It's so, so nice of you to contribute to the um, continued financial success of this film. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Um, um, I remember it being marketed as erotic mm-hmm. and something, I guess, to jerk off to. <sighs> and <laughs> I just feel bad about everybody who may have done that yeah. intentionally or accidentally. I want to talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, I I edit gay porn. Yes. And I've looked at I've pers- for personal reasons as well, but a lot of porn. Mhm. Um there I don't find there's like maybe a cumulative 20 seconds of that movie that is actually titillating. Right. 
which is why I find the movie so fascinating because it tries really hard to get it up, but it's like, you know? Well, does it, or is it aggressively trying to fuck with your erection? Yeah, it's sort of like, um, it. I feel like, you know when people post like really bad machine learned names of paint colors Mm -hmm. like this is the that (laughs) of like erotica yeah where it was like paul verhoeven was probably like let's find out what happens if we just put this through this machine and give it on a blonde and i'm a number and then it just turned into or like one of those um ai fails that you sometimes Mm -hmm. see just it just feels like an ai fail like ai trying to create pornography yeah and yeah i mean Elizabeth Berkeley and or the Nomi and Kurt McLaughlin scene in the pool. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that that actually looks like a failing robot, right? Like it looks like right. a robot in the death throes. I thought it looked like a fish mm. that was on the on land. Now. Yeah, a fish yeah. out of water. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's really disturbing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's what I not that what I like about the movie, but um, it's. Like, here are a bunch of tits, but I'm going to keep you mm-hmm. from enjoying the tits mm-hmm. by making weird grunting sounds right. and making her really frantic looking. Yeah, and frantic. Why and is she so frantic? She's super frantic. Like, I watched one of the behind-the-scenes videos where Verhoeven is shown really demonstrating to Elizabeth Berkeley what he wants, mm-hmm. like, to... To nauseum, like he—he's like, no, I, and it should look like this, and he repeats himself, and he kind of does the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, oh my god, what if that's how he directed the whole movie? <laughs> if he did all the dances, yeah, <laughs> if he did all the dances, and he's like, I want this, and I want at this point, I want you to, for no reason at all, just go, uh, like yeah. you know, you're you're about to have your cheeseburger, and you're just gonna moan. Yeah, yeah, like because he's very involved with he with her at least Mm -hmm. so yeah actually I had a thought I feel is so controversial but I need to say it because it's been stewing in my head the movie actually kind of makes sense it only makes sense if you're told that her character is mentally retarded (laughs) (laughs) then the whole movie makes sense like Mm -hmm. if everybody else is told you don't tell her, but yeah, yeah, she's mildly retarded. Yeah, because it's not camp. No, it's not no, camp. At all. And I hear it thing. referred to as camp all of the time. It's and it's not. not. It's one hundred percent not camp. Yeah, but then it's hard to tell what it what it is if yeah. it's not camp because it's not satire. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually, you know, um, sort of reading about the production of it. Um, both Verhoeven and however you say his name, Esther House, the writer, spend a lot of time in Las Vegas interviewing everybody: mm. strippers, prostitutes, so it's verite. It's he's like <laughs> I, it was my most researched, basically a documentary film of what it's like trying to be um, trying to make a living in uh, wow. in Las Vegas. Wow. Um, and so he thought he was making. A documentary and everybody was like this is the most absurd thing that anybody's ever done yeah um because the storyline right is somebody trying to make it in in 
in show business. Right, right. And in that particular genre of film, we know how it's supposed to end, and she's yeah. supposed to be triumphant, right? Right, right, right. Um, she's supposed to finally make her big break, even if she has to all about Eve her way yeah. through the through the landscape. Oh my God, all about Eve, whoa. Yeah. yeah, that is what it is. But it's, uh, she can't get, because it's Las Vegas, and the yeah. you know, house always wins. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they should just put that across the screen at the end of the film. The house always wins. And like a you know yeah. sparkly font. My that reminds me. My favorite line in the movie was when her stripper boss comes to visit her at the at the stage at whatever hotel that was. I forget now. The star starlight or stardust or yeah, something. Stardust that would make sense. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, I'm just really glad to see you're okay. And you know, they're patching things up. And he says, there's this like pregnant pause, and he says must be weird to not have guys come on you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so what did, what has Gershon said about the movie? Does she feel like, did she also do the research and was like, I feel like this is important because of, what I've heard was just that she said, she went into it kind of thinking it would be more like a Herzog film or something. Oh, God. Yeah. Herzog showgirls. This is so <laughs> terrifying. And now I'm never going to get that image out of my head. Um, yeah. Well, she was a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. So right. she, I think. Uh, You're a so, dancer. Yeah. What did you think of the dance element? The dancing was super Super intense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I watch a lot of um, So You Think You Can Dance. Uh-huh. And I find that much more demeaning than oh, what was going on in Showgirls. Interesting. Um, because So You Think You Can Dance is still that, okay, so we're all in a, um, a reality program where I think this is going to launch my career and change my life. And exactly, you know, one person's life has ever been launched and career. Uh, uh, saved by this program in the 20 years that they've been doing it Mm -hmm. one person is now a sort of recognizable figure because he had a secondary um position in magic mike too um (laughs) so (laughs) but everybody is sort of still feeding themselves into the system Mm -hmm. and willing to be exploited and Mm -hmm. willing to be um forced to do idiotic dance routines yeah. uh, super emotional like a lot of reaching uh-huh, to uh-huh. ballad songs um, and reaching, reaching. Yeah. and then somebody's crowned a winner and nobody ever hears from that person ever again yeah yeah. Uh, not even a backup dancer in a in a music video. Do you ever see those Aww. people? Um, so so yeah, I find showgirls <laughs> less demeaning <laughs> than than that whole thing. <laughs> The dance, at least. The dance elements. Yeah. I mean, if I, it just kind of goes to sort of, the title is Showgirls Plural. Mm -hmm. Like, it's about that industry and how, I guess I could see how it's an indictment of Las Vegas patriarchy. A little bit. Yeah. But also that it's open, kind of. It's like, um, like if Nomi can make it, anyone can make it, right? She's not trained. Oh my God. She's the, not even that great of a dancer. No, uh, uh, as the Alvin Ailey graduate so aptly oh my God. points out, um, I think his name is James or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. 
that was weird. Like yeah. almost, I'm not sure if that was necessary. I mean, for the sake of argument, if any of that film is necessary, <laughs> if that character, like what's it, what does that do? Because it could have just been about Nomi and Crystal. Right. I mean. Well, except for that, even the artistic side of dance is as exploitative and um, filled with creeps or trying to take advantage of you, mm-hmm. just to fuck you, um, yeah. as as the place that's super upfront about that's it. That's right. You're right. Because he turns out to be a, a guy, just like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Also, this, I loved that. I didn't catch this until because I only saw the very last part of the movie for the first time last night. But, um, you know, so she she's headed to Vegas for her big break, which is already a little weird. Right. Yeah. Like, why Vegas? Right. And then she graduates from that. And then the next thing we see is she's hitchhiking to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. like which I thought was a bit of a cliffhanger. Like, have, have you seen the sequel? Um, I have not, but I know of its existence. Yeah. That's the weird thing about the, the Verhoeven movies is that they all have sequels mm. that he has nothing to do with. I didn't know that. Uh, Starship Troopers is on its sixth one. What? Uh, the sixth or fifth, fifth or sixth one is coming out or came out this year. Um, I, we just found this out. Two of them are animated. Really? Yeah. Um, Basic Instinct had a sequel. RoboCop had yeah. a cartoon mm-hmm. TV show and a video game and or like an arcade game mm-hmm. and and sequels and a remake. Mm-hmm. Total Recall had a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so every wow. it's really it's a really weird phenomenon with his films. That must be like a a backhand a compliment for him, right? Like all these people were like, I could do this better (laughs) (laughs) every time someone watches a Verhoeven movie they're like I could do better yeah 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 gonna gonna do the showgirls but right this time yeah 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 (laughs) I want to make it good (laughs) wasn't it centered on Penny on the Penny Uh, character it's like uh Penny's revenge or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. Penny's from heaven yes that's the subtitle (laughs) (laughs) holy shit that writing I mean, quality. Quality. That's that's like. I wonder what its DVD case looks like. I know. I'm gonna get it. I I'm <laughs> fuck it. I'm gonna get it. He also, you know, I don't want to do this to him, but I don't forget that he's Dutch, right? Like, which I'm like, is that what's going on? Like, maybe it's like a Dutch version of Vegas, or like. Like, I always wonder, just being a Japanist and always having Japan kind of looked at through the lens of white otaku, mm-hmm. like, what it would actually look like for people to do that to American culture. Right. Which, actually, Herzog kind of does a little bit. And then... Yeah. Is this sort of the, like, Dutch otaku take on American fringe culture, you know? Right. There's a line when they're at the strip club and Penny is crawling around naked. Uh-huh. Um, and you can, butt naked. Butt naked. Yeah. And the tourist turns to a guy and says, you know, in America, everybody is a gynecologist. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's a very good line. Um, that was a great line. Yeah, it must be. It must just look like mental illness and compulsive sexuality. Yeah, yeah. Um, because everything is just tits out and weird mm-hmm. grunting yeah. all of the time. Yeah. I mean, my friend actually described hipsters to me yesterday in a really neat way. I like my segue from mental illness to hipsters, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah, that's no, good. He was like, it's just people who are taking what's around them and walking away with it. Like, it's just a product of our environments, but in a more consumerist way. Mm-hmm. Like, we're actually seeing things like, you know, and just putting it on us and then becoming it, right? Yeah. Which I think describes actually America in a nutshell. And, you know, in that sense, it's, I mean, I get really prickly about that because one person's crazy is another person's whatever mm-hmm. but um anyway yeah he's dutch that's that's not lost on me yeah and the dutch version of i mean las vegas must look like just uh i don't even know what uh, to me it looks like insanity i can't imagine what it would look like to i mean i've been in the netherlands yeah um, but even their sex trade is super oh, sure. disturbing and yeah. weird. And I was just sort of walking through the red light district um, with um, my friend Dubrovka, who's Croatian. <laughs> um, and, and it was just like, oh, this is it's like a vending machine. Mm-hmm. This is a vending machine. This mm-hmm. is turning sex into cash in the most efficient way possible. Mm-hmm. Like the door is right there. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you only right. have to <laughs> do three steps and all, you can change vagina yeah. into cash really fast <laughs> wow but maybe it's more you know they see it more straightforward why why put all like the the eyeliner with the diamonds and mm-hmm. the the weird glitter in the hair mm-hmm. that's so disturbing to me yeah. um but uh but yeah it's a um maybe maybe they think it's more sophisticated to just be like yeah all right here you go right and to do a whole dance about it mm. yeah you know, I just looking at this cover, DVD cover, I'm reminded, I think Human Centipede was also played <laughs> by a Dutch director, right? <laughs> um, yes. And that's their opinion of Germany. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I mean, it, th- those girls are hunted down in a German forest. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen the human centipede, so I have nothing to add to this conversation. You haven't but, yeah. seen it? Seri un de ortois? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Okay. I feel like also this is sort of maybe speaking of reaching. Um, if it's about female friendship, it's actually kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Does it pass the Bechdel test? I get a headache from champagne. Oh, this isn't champagne. This is holy water. <laughs> I name myself after this holy water. Chris Lou Connors used to have ginger brown hair and little bitty tits. It's amazing what paint and a surgeon can do. I think it does. Well, they talk about like uh, dresses at several points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. And like how to get ahead. And it's not necessarily about Kyle McLaughlin. Right. It's- Who still tries to distance himself from this film and pretends like mm. he doesn't know 
that all of that stuff was going to be happening in it. Like, really? You saw a script. Yeah. You saw a script. Yeah. But this was right after Basic Instinct, right? Uh-huh. So this was the next film he did after. Right. And poor Elizabeth Berkeley was 20 years old. Yeah. I mean, she must have think- thought that this was her... Yeah. That she was going to be Sharon Stone. Right, right, right. Um, and instead it turned into like her Miley Cyrus moment. Oh, yeah. Where everybody saw what was happening and judged her for it. Yeah, yeah. I know. It uh, Again, on wikipedia.org slash Ian, she said, she or it was said that she was dropped by her agent and that no one was answering her calls. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what's it been 20 years so it's yeah. been it's taken her 10 years to sort of find her groove again mm-hmm. it's pretty rough she found a uh, she found redemption on uh, Dancing with the Stars uh-huh. I noticed because I was watching some YouTube clips mm-hmm. um, and she was on Ellen talking about I, I don't know if she won Dancing with the Stars or if she was just really good at it um, she got like the first perfect score, Whoa. I believe. Um, and so, she, and then she was talking about how showgirls hurt her feelings. She mm. never talked about Verhoeven, though, mm. as far as like, I mean, I kind of wonder when all that shit went bad, um, what those relationships were, or if everybody just sort of kept to themselves, or if, right. you know, if yeah. Verhoeven abandoned everybody, or if he felt abandoned by everybody. Mm. I don't know. Like, it's. A bomb like that, I don't know how you kind of just... And then he went to go make Starship Troopers right after that. Um, So weird. Like, he kind of... Everybody else did all right. Mm -hmm. Her career really suffered, but everybody else sort of more or less, right? Yeah. Kyle was fine. Gina was fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Who else was in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, the writer, Esther House has. We're going to have to figure out how to say his name. Yeah. Well, it's Hungarian. It's Magyar. It's, it's madness. Mm. Speaking of perfect scores, mm-hmm. one of the behind the scenes features, several of them actually, are branded uh, scores, as in the, uh, the, what is it? The like, bar restaurant where the waitresses right yeah are like naked and then there's a strip club it's like strip club restaurant yeah yeah so like some of these behind the scenes features and extras are just like the fabulous ladies of scores give you a lesson on pole dancing oh my god or the fabulous ladies of scores talk about why this movie is so important like it so now, as a DVD, this movie isn't about showgirls, it's about strippers. Yeah. Which, like, I thought if any, if I got anything out of this movie, it's that, you know, nobody wants to be a stripper. Or right. like, yeah. Well, A, nobody wants to be confused as a prostitute. Right. And then nobody wants to be a stripper. Right. Everybody wants to be a showgirl. Uh, on the pole dancing lessons, do they is number one don't don't lick the pole (laughs) (laughs) it should be because it's like the iconic thing and it's just yeah you just think about the germs and when it was washed i feel like her tongue gets longer as she does it it's like stretching yeah um i didn't watch it because i was afraid of getting turned on Yeah, well, that has to be an unintentional, in the same way that all of the uh, unintentional sequels, um, the the showgirls 
um, stripper uh, how tos mm-hmm. uh, that are now associated with the film, mm-hmm. uh, and then the you know even the rise of pole dancing classes as a form of exercise right. in our culture. Yeah. yeah, it's empowering. It is empowering. I don't know if you've heard, but it's super empowering. Is it empowering? It's very empowering. I, what I I'm just getting used to the idea of empowerment. So bear with me. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me a few years yeah. to really be okay with that i don't know about empowerment (laughs) i was watching this terrible um netflix uh documentary series about the porn industry Mm. um where um there's like one empowerment episode um where it's uh following like a woman uh pornographer Mm -hmm. she makes she makes films i think she's i think she's dutch oh or maybe she's German, she's definitely like got that uh-huh. that hard accent of uh-huh. the northern climes of Europe. Um, <laughs> but um, then everything else is how women are victims of the of the porn industry. Uh-huh. Um, sad, sad tales of um, of disillusionment mm. and disempowerment mm. and in, and being in need of rescue. Um, I kind of prefer the showgirls version of events. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of prefer this uh, uh, n- the Nomi journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's it sort of ends in the same place. Yeah, actually, you know, I joked earlier that something might be missing from her toolbox, but there's times too where I was like, "Yo, she's like kind of Machiavelli levels of just like so diabolical." Actually, yeah. like. Yeah. Something really smart about, I mean, just the the first thing that just kind of struck me about, like, she's not, a, she's not forced to do any of this stuff. She's aspiring to be these things, right? right. Yes. Like, really aspiring. <laughs> really d- doing her best. Doing her darndest. And, like, <clears throat> I think if the scene were a little bit longer, we'd find out exactly how she got Molly, her black best friend Mm -hmm. to like take her in because that was literally like a subtitle six weeks later they're best friends (laughs) six weeks later they share one bed in a trailer right like yeah tell me what happened in those six weeks yeah because molly follows her around like a puppy like how did that happen yeah it's very um well surely somebody there has there have to be people who do aspire to be showgirls, mm-hmm. right? And and look at that as being a goal worth achieving, or else we wouldn't have we wouldn't have showgirls. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's really and the way that she's always transfixed, like immediately transfixed with the mm-hmm. dancers and the glamour mm-hmm. of it, even though it's obviously so disgusting. Yeah, she mirrors their dance moves, yeah, right? Like, yeah. if somebody did that in an audience, wouldn't you be a little bit concerned <laughs> for them? Well, I've only seen, you know, like, little girls watching ballet or something uh-huh. will do that when they're watching the Nutcracker and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, she's a, she's a fucking adult. She's an adult doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if I went to an Alvin Ailey review and right. somebody in the audience <laughs> just started <laughs> doing the movements, I'd think, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. okay, speaking of Molly... Mm-hmm. I I didn't realize there was that incredibly violent rape scene. Right, yeah. Which, like, I think even now my brain just sort of erases just because it doesn't want to think about it, but I feel like it needs to be acknowledged. Right, yeah. Um, 
and she's being raped by the uh, sort of uh, singer uh, singer slash like I know, romance that was really cover confusing. guy. Yeah, yeah. That she that she's been freaking out about the whole movie and right. talking about how dreamy he is and everything. And so she meets him at a party and then yeah. he takes her into a room with some with some guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really improbable and confusing and horrible and sad, and but necessary for the plot to advance, right? Yeah, she need Nomi needed a linchpin. And it was her best friend getting gang raped. Gang raped. Yeah. <laughs> and then thrown into the floor of this open yeah. party scene. Yeah, that seems that, a little that, unlikely. Uh, yeah, that seems very <laughs> unlikely. And then we're supposed to pretend like everybody's covering it up. But then this guy was not clever enough to not throw her out in that shape. And I don't know. The whole scene... I would I would have workshopped that scene a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, if I were Paul, I would have been like, mm, "Let's let's let's come back tomorrow and try this again. <laughs> let's 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 rewrite this. Let's circle back." Right, because Nomi is starting to get some success and mm-hmm. get uh, some entry, and then uh, the cost of that is her is her best friend being yeah. gang raped, and that that's the first clue that she has that this is maybe a corrupt industry yeah. even yeah. though is this this was after she already pushed that girl down the stairs yeah. in order to take her place. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and after she's been harassed non-stop yeah and um yeah i don't know is it worth talking about how this stands up to the current discourse on harassment i'm sure mean, she Do- does there is a Real, it's almost like an HR scene where she's like to Kyle McLaughlin's character. I'll just call him Kyle because that's sure. who he is. Yeah, Kyle, I won't stand for this. You know, this guy tried to sell me out at that boat show, and I, I'm not a hooker, right? Mm-hmm. Like that whole scene. And he's like, "Hold on, yes, I'll reprimand him," and then reprimands him, and mm-hmm. then takes it back later. Right? Yeah, he's like I'm just kidding, dude. So. Yeah, or how offended she is when the choreographer wants her to ice her nipples. Right. Like, that's that was her last straw, mm-hmm. not having to show her tits or... Or, or even be on a stage where you're showing your exactly, tits. Exactly, yeah. being in a topless review. Like, yeah. Right. Well, it's she keeps insisting throughout the film that she's not a hooker. But she's trading mm-hmm. sex for money right. in various ways. Yeah. The only reason she gets the audition is because she, you know, um, lap dances Kyle to completion. Right. Yes. Um, in that weird fish dying robot uh-huh. move that uh-huh. she has uh, perfected. Um, and then she only gets the job because she bangs him in a pool in uh-huh. the same disturbing way. Yeah. Where, when they're on that date where they end up having sex in his pool, she says, you know, she's flirting with him and says, I liked it when you came. Your eyes looked so good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of poetry in this movie. Poetry. I'm going to use these lines Your in the future. Your eyes so good when you came. <laughs> <laughs> um, I d- Kyle looks lost in this film oh my throughout. God. Like, he looks like he's always trying to inch out of yeah. the frame yeah. and everything. <laughs> I know he's sort of walking slowly backwards in every scene. He's like, uh, I 
don't know how I feel about this. Um, sure. Right. Who who in this film actually knows the kind of film that they're in? I think it's only Gina. I think yeah. she's the only person who actually understands the movie she's in. Yeah. And everybody else thinks they're doing something else entirely. Interesting. I think you might be right. Elizabeth Berkeley thinks she's in Basic Instinct. Uh-huh. Kyle thinks that he can get his get himself out of it if he just stops showing up yeah or hides behind a plant <laughs> <laughs> or his hair yeah my hair is very like the face, obscuring yeah. the very obscuring like emo yeah yeah the emo sweep yeah molly did molly know no, she. I think she thought she was in like a like a kind of rom com, two yeah. best friends hanging yeah. out movie. Um, I liked her performance; it was good, but it was everybody's doing something else. Yeah. Everybody is in a completely different emotional space in this film. You're totally right. Yeah, but I love Gina Gershon in this film. Yes, um, she's just she's she's got it figured out. Yeah, and she looks amazing. She does look. Her tits amazing. are great. Yeah, her tits uh, are she's great. a really good dancer. Yeah. Um, she's the only one who comes off as um, as as doing a super good job, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and even her character, Crystal, Crystal, Crystal. Yeah, um, you know when she gets pushed down the stairs, she's just like, "Yeah, I needed a break, so it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> I needed a compound fracture in my hip. It's cool. Yeah, back in the day when they still had healthcare, I guess. Yeah, she's like, eh, eh, eh. That's like twenty dollar rise in my insurance premium. Eh. I get to hang out in bed. It's yeah. fine. Workers comp. I get some workers comp. Yeah. I like hospitals. Hospitals are dope. So the thing about not being a hooker being so important, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, apropos of how does this stand up to the current climate. Bully and Crystal. Your father killed your mother, then killed himself. You ran away from a foster home in Oakland, December 1990. Arrests. Denver, soliciting. San Jose soliciting. Cheyenne soliciting. Shall I read you the rest of them? A possession of crack cocaine. Assault with a deadly weapon. Tell me something. Why did you stop hooking? You had your future pretty well mapped out for yourself. I did what I had to do. Just like you did with Crystal. I'm not a whore. I mean... It would have been interesting to hear her defend sex work, right? And be mm. like, yeah, this is what we do, bitches. Like, yeah. This is our trade. Because kind of it's like Gina Gershon's character especially is reveling in her sexual power, mm-hmm. right? But it only really feels authentic because she seems genuinely sexually into woman also. Mm-hmm. Like she also consumes woman. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I don't mind being a consumable woman because fuck it, I love consuming women also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so Nomi is then always trying to crawl her way out of this dynamic of commodified sexuality. Yeah, yeah. Um, and always finds herself back in, even to the point of, at the end of the film, getting into the same truck mm-hmm. yeah. hitchhiking that took mm-hmm. her to Las Vegas in order to get her to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ending is either really depressing in the sense of she's back in the same fucking truck mm-hmm. and hasn't learned a thing, or I think she becomes a um, avenging angel. Right, right. After she, uh, you know, uh, fucks up the the rapist yeah. and maybe fucks up the guy who uh, 
ripped her off yeah at the i beginning totally of the film. picture her knifing him to little pieces yeah i mean her as this as the origin story of a serial killer yes is interesting to me and i wish that's where the sequel had gone yeah rather than yeah. Pen- pennies from heaven right <laughs> <laughs> the sequel was monster actually <laughs> Charlie? Elizabeth Barkley wasn't available, so yeah. they got Charlize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charlize was like, I love Elizabeth's work, sure. <laughs> I'll step in for that role. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And that was directed by the same person who did Wonder Woman, right? Patty, what's her face? Oh, gosh, it is. I had not put that. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Woman power. That's- that's the wrong trajectory to go from monster to wonder woman is the wrong direction well god i feel bad i can't remember is it patty jenkins patty yeah patty jenkins yeah okay i just Um, wanted to make sure i got the name right yeah 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 surely you should have to sell yourself out so that you can make work that matters not work make (laughs) make work that matters (laughs) so you can sell yourself out shit i'm doing this all wrong no wonder yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you might be the exception (laughs) yeah did you see wonder woman i did um on the ranking of which is a better depiction of female empowerment Mm -hmm. uh showgirls oh my god wow 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 well they both have this thing of we assume they're naive, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out they're good at something. Which means, I mean, I think that is a failure for both. It's just cliche and it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I think actually in the real world, most people assume women are too smart for their own good and it turns out they're very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. In these movies, it's like, Oh, they're helpless and stupid and cute. And then they're like, hoo Which is dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think personally. But, God, female empowerment, woman empowerment, woman. That's tough. I mean, obviously the answer is Wonder Woman. <laughs> but also obviously the answer is Showgirls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, that's tough. Yeah. I didn't see Wonder Woman. Well, I'll put it this way. I think eight-year-olds should see Wonder Woman, and they'll come out of the theater feeling like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think eight-year-olds should see <laughs> Showgirls. I mean, I think yeah. NC-17 felt pretty appropriate. Yeah, and I don't think grown-ups should I don't think grown-ups yeah, so should maybe see grown-ups. Wonder Woman coming out feeling, feeling good about being right. a woman. Right. I think they should watch but, Showgirls instead. Yeah. Like, um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. We've single-handedly defined what it means to empower women through the film medium and delineated the YA genre. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It it ends somewhere right before Showgirls basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Wonder Woman would have been a better movie if everybody was aware that you know, um if Wonder Woman was committing war crimes right. and had to maybe be answer for them um right, right i don't i'm in this very sort of um this uh you know when people talk about being excited about 
Black Panther in the same way that they were talk- mm-hmm. excited about Wonder Woman. It's like, so every <laughs> every race and gender gets their own fascist fantasy now? Right, like that's, right, right. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's progress. Yeah. Super glad about this. Fascism. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.